Conversation Hat Podcast. Welcome back to the Conversation Hat Podcast. This is a ostensibly comedy podcast where two people, sometimes three, but this time two, talk about arts, geeky things. Um, yeah, welcome to the live stream, second live stream, because the other one was so very live. It was so not dead. No, that's true. Um, today we are talking about the end of the world. Yeah, we're talking apocalypse. September is preparedness month. Which doesn't sound like a proper word, does it? No. Preparedness. 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 Um, ben, how are you prepared? I don't I don't care what for, I just want to know how you are prepared. Um, well, I've got socks on. That's pretty good. Are they seasonal? Uh, they're Bowser from, from Super Mario. I'm wearing jeans. I'm prepared for your knee advances by wearing jeans, so you cannot touch them. That's how I'm prepared. How are you prepared? Um, I'm prepared by not wearing shoes, which allows me to run much better. Except one of my toes is bigger than the other ones, so I feel like I'm more likely to fall forward. You know what? I'm not prepared. I'm that, just going to own that. That's, no- not... that's normal. What, to have a molten toe? No, to have a toe that's bigger than the other ones, on, on one no, foot at I least. Mean, okay, so you know you know the, the toe that is called the big toe? Yes. If you have one that is longer, not necessarily wider, but longer... Right. So not a little chody guy, but a longer chap. That's called a Morton toe. A Morton toe. Yeah, spelt the same as our good friend. Toe. Nathaniel Morton. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what that is. Why? Why? Because it was discovered by Horatio Morton in the year four. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he wrote it down in his big book of things. Uh, available on Audible. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Here are because, some pictures of toes. Glorious. I mean, I can Google toes if you want with safe. I don't. Off. I don't want. I don't want. <laughs> so, what was I found really interesting is if if you Google Bing or ask Jeeves for like. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I, I, Bing, I kept it together the very with Bing. Concept of Bing. I kept um, it together with Bing. It was ask Jeeves. Yeah, if you Jeeves it. Um, <laughs> There's so many lists come up of like how to be prepared or facts about the apocalypse for kids. And, I, okay. and there, there was like a few like um, religious organizations like, here's some fun facts about the apocalypse. The pale rider will come and reap your soul for kids, um, which was bizarre. I was like, well, Christians are known to be crazy. Um, so then we went on. Shout out to Christians. Keep on keeping on. You don't believe in any of this stuff because it's science. <laughs> National Geographic. Let, I mean, come for on, when, kids, like the, the ki- crazy Christians. Those are when I say, yeah, Christians. sure, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're allowed. I mean, I know Christians. So it's fine. They're cool. But the other ones are dicks. The crazy version of anything is crazy. Um, National Geographic has a National Geographic for kids. Yes. Um, so this is what National Geographic thinks kids should know about the apocalypse. So we've got seven steps for surviving an apocalypse according to science. Do you love pets or want to be a vet? No point when the apocalypse comes. Oh, you're reading the adverts. Fair enough. More um, like general science. Am I right? Sorry. I I don't know if you're right. Um, so I do, what do you want to do? Do you want to read the headlines want, and I, then... I want broccoli that tastes like brownies. It, I mean, we all want the impossible, Ben. Is that... Stop reading the goddamn adverts. Is that what happens after the nuclear... Fallout. Yes, everything gets topsy turvy. Things taste of blue. Blue becomes a flavour. Uh, bottle caps become currency. Um, 
it's a racist in the White House, like everything goes crazy. That was before the apocalypse. Yeah, that, that's um, that's now. <laughs> uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to read the headlines? And uh, let's let's have let us. How about we right. have a little game? Okay. So scroll up so you can just see the picture and the headline. Right. We read the top thing. We describe so, the picture. So, well, yes. Oh, yeah. We describe the picture. You're welcome. Because I forgot that some of this is audio only. You forgot that this video show is a podcast. Yep. <laughs> we then mm. try to think what. I mean, the first one's probably not going to work very well, but then we try and figure out what the right answer is, and then we see if we were right. That sounds good. So, no, shall I go first? Or I mean, yeah, yeah. We, let's do it together. Okay. So, number one is know your survival skills. This and the picture... may not work. <laughs> it's fine. For this one. We're working it out. It's the end of the world, and we're just working it out. Yeah. We're spitballing. We're throwing things against the wall. The walls collapsed the walls because collapsed. we didn't tidy. Or we didn't paint it. It's just rusty nails everywhere. The picture has got like some kidney beans, it's a bunch of canned food. We got the Campbell's mushroom soup. We got the corn. Uh, we got other kinds of corn. It's tinned goods. Tinned goods. So, what what are the survival skills? What survival skills do you have to know? I feel like it would be like because this is, this will just be a very generic first one, I think, and then it. Will I mean, go it in feels like that. it's summarizing the entire article. Yeah, I re- it'll be sort of like, hey, you need to make sure that you know that. If you have to grab food, tin of beans is better than yeah. a ham sandwich. Sure, yeah, because the don't drink the muddy water when there's clean bottled water next to you. Yeah, it's gonna be this. This one I think will be general. This will just say basically common sense. Use it. Have That's you got any other examples other than the thing that is pictured? Well, I want to see how far down the rabbit hole we go with this. Okay, so I'm going to say that's number one out of seven, and then the other six we can go into more detail with. Uh, so imagine you found yourself in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. How would you keep yourself alive? Well, there are loads of everyday objects that could help you in an emergency situation. A fire alarm, for example, can actually be used to start a fire. What? 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 Uh, and a humble plastic bottle can be used to sterilize drinking water. Simply fill your bottle and leave it out in the sunshine. The sun's UV rays will pass right through the water and kill any germs that are in there. Science. What? Science. You've been scienced. Uh, you can even make a simple gas fire stove out of tin cans, which is really efficient. It uses the same process called gasification. I got some of that. Uh, <laughs> that was used to <laughs> power cars. That's all the canned beans. Uh, used to power cars across Europe during the Second World War. And how about opening a tin of cans without any tools? Easy, there's a trick for that. You'll need to turn the can upside down so you get a little messy, but it's handy. So there's actually no information on how to do any of these things. It's just telling you that these things are possible. I mean, I can assume all these things are possible by the virtue that they're written down, but I don't know how to do them. Um, so this is going to be one of those kids' things where like kids get to be really smug at their parents who don't know how to start a simple gas fire using tin cans and the parents are like okay how do you do it and the kids go and they read the blog and the parents are like there's no wi-fi in the apocalypse you dumbass so if i piss in this bottle yes and leave it in the sun no no because that's not water that's urine he's talking about sterilized stuff so am i but i wouldn't drink any of it no this is just sim- like simply specifically water so if you get water out of a river or something, you can leave it in a bottle in the sun. You love warm drinking water. I think I'd rather die. Uh, so number two, <laughs> choose a good hideout. I'm trying not to read. Choose a good hideout. Um, top of a mountain, basically. So the title is number two, choose a good hideout. And the picture is 
what I assume to be some sort of uh, highland, lowland situation with a picturesque sky. I think there's a little road with some trees. Um, if you if you were to mask out the road and the uh, future cows, it could be used in the Hobbit movie. Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, so what do you look for in a good hideout? Depends on the apocalypse. If it's, a, zo- if it's a zombie apocalypse, yeah. remote. Yeah. Um, remote but up high? High up. Yeah. Basically. With retractable stairs of some kind. Yeah, that'd be yeah. good. Uh, lots of eggs to throw at the zombies. With a water source. So I would yeah. say with something like rain, this. Isn't it? Yeah, but it'd be good to have a spring. Well, okay, so you're talking about the very top of a mountain then, aren't yeah. you? Right. Possibly with, with retra- a little plateau. With retractable stairs. and the retractable stairs, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Plateau is a high yeah, form some, of flattery. Some, somewhere with shelter, so like out of the wind and the rain. Yeah, that's fair. Um, or if it was some sort of nuclear situation or a war, I would say underground, probably. Because underground's less likely to be seen, so a secretive bunker of sorts. Yeah. yeah. So what we want is a top of a mountain with a cave in it. Well, no, we said it depends on the apocalypse. Yeah, but we can try and sort of mush more together. So we're at the top of the mountain yep. with a cave in it, right? with a water source, yeah. a Tesco's, yeah. retractable stairs. Can we make sure the Tesco staff aren't arseholes, though? Self-service. Yeah, that's fine. I care over Sainsbury's, though, because I've got next points. Yeah, right. I will. I'll save up. That's what I'll save up my nectar points for. Okay. Because I can either get twenty quid off the Eurostar, or I can just use it all the points in the apocalypse. Eurostar. Thank you. Let's just stay on the Eurostar. <laughs> just go roundy round. Yeah. There is a film to that effect. It's uh, it's okay. It's basically like Hunger Games if Hunger Games was on a <laughs> on a train. I know that sounds dumb, and I can't remember the name of the film. But we do have Google. Um, so, Hunger. Games on a train. On a train. Nope. No. Okay. Uh, that's just, Can't remember. Oh, what's the Captain America actor? Steve Jobs. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. I don't think it is. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Evans film. This will be so worth it. Um. 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 Uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, what? it's it's okay. Oh, it's a 2013 film. So Snowpiercer, basically it's the Hunger Games but on a train. So they're on a train, right? And the train keeps going roundy round because the world's dead. And like, it just goes around the entire world just like on a big old loop. And that's where like, as far as we know, the rest of mankind live. And then like all the, the dregs of society are like scraping together a living on the back of the train and basically like all the rich people live at the front of the train and there's a rebellion situation because turns out the poor people have been eating other poor people. Um, Soylent Brown is people, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty good. And the aesthetic is very Hunger Games. Like, all the uh, rich people are just wearing mad stuff. And it's pretty cool. Does it turn out that they're going through time? No. Just space. Because Snowpiercer, twenty thirteen. If there were a train that went round the Earth, mm-hmm. I think it's like seventeen times a second or something bananas like that. Mm-hmm. It's um, basically at ninety nine point nine nine recurring percent the speed of light. That is one of the ways that you could far travel forward in yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. Because I've if you that. were if you were running from one end of that train to the other, you are traveling 
at quite fast. Basically, light speed and then traveling on something. You're traveling on something that's going at light speed yeah. and then going faster because you're on that. Yes. So the universe slows it down because of quantum mechanics and physics mm-hmm. and stuff. So you get off the train and then everyone you know is dead. Or you could just like get a kebab, innit? Um, the. Yes, so in Snowpiercer, like, they're not quite going that fast. I think it roughly takes them a year to go around the entire world, and they celebrate... Um, a very the, slow train. Meh, the, well, it's yeah, it's the right speed, apparently, for whatever their purpose is. The, uh, they celebrate New Year's. Um, they celebrate New Year's by knowing that they go through a specific location, so every time they get to a specific mountain, the, it roughly equates to the New Year. So that's how they know to celebrate it, because there's no way to tell time... Because obviously it's harder to tell time when you're going around the world because of the rotation of the Earth around the Sun. Something, something, something. That mountain means New Year's. So what do you think is a good hideout? That mountain. <laughs> okay. Get out of the cities. A lot of us live we in did, cities we nowadays. That. Well, yeah. Um, as they're convenient and full of shops. Duh. That's why we live in a city. Uh, but if civilization collapsed and you had to do things for yourself, the city is the worst place to be. What if there's no electricity, no gas, no running water, no lights, heating, and you can't grow your own food because everything's <laughs> covered in tarmac? Countryside. See, I said water, fresh water. Yeah. Lake districts would be ideal. Just made difficult to avoid the Arctic Circle or the middle of a desert. Okay. Yep. That's, I mean, that's good advice speaking, for. Apocalypse or not. I can't swim, so Arctic is sort of out of the equation anyway. Mm. Uh, I'll pack a survival kit. There's no there's no picture. There's no for picture. This one. So what do you think oh bugger. Okay. Uh what do you think should be in a survival kit? Well, I would go with pretty much everything they told you to take on a school trip when you were little. Ah. Okay, so those little wristbands with the bubbles on them that stop you from getting car sick. Spare pants. What the hell was that first thing? <laughs> There's like a little mini wristband, like a, not Velcro, like an elasticated wristband, and they had like a a white um, ball on them, and you put that ball over your, the vein on your wrist, and it stops you getting car sick. And it worked. It's a really good placebo. Not, not anymore. The, not the band. Um, really? I never had this. Do you not? Okay. I had biscuits. So I don't intend to be in many cars, so probably not them. Definitely spare pants. Um, Just, yeah, clothes. Pack a Mac. Suitable clothes for, like, if it's going to get cold or if it's going to get hot. A Pack a Mac. Tin opener, so you don't have to fanny about with the first one. A Pack a Mac, just by the way, is a uh, basically like mini tarpaulin with a hood on that you can put on and then you chase ghosts around a maze and eat pebbles. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost nothing like what it is. It's a it's a one person. It's an umbrella that just drapes over you. It's an umbrella without a stick and a hood. So of all those things we said, combine them, and that's roughly approximates a rough approximation rather than an exact approximation of a pack and mac. Bear uh, grills and Raymeers. Bear grills because he knows how to do stuff extreme. I thought you were going to say. And Raymeers because he doesn't drink his own thought, piss all the time. I thought you were being a roadman. Like, yeah, we need bear grills, mate. It's like, I think one grill would suffice, actually. Bear meaning plural, lots, plenty. Uh, cornucopia. That's Hunger Games again. Yes, it is. Um, what you 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 want to pack a survival pack that includes survivalists? Yeah, because really? they'll they always have whatever they need whenever they are there. 
you're outsourcing your spell yeah. kit. I mean, that's a good solution, isn't it? Thank you. Uh, imagine you've got a four-minute warning to get out of the house, grab some fresh water and cans of food. If you forget the can opener, don't worry because you're you know you now know dyslexic. You now know how to open one without. We bloody don't. You didn't it's say bad. anything. Oh, no. a knife twine for tying things messy. or failing that. Use your iPod headphones instead, and don't forget that an empty plastic bottle for sterilizing water. I mean, that's great because you can tie things up. It doesn't say what, but you can tie things up and like you have a little hum of Lizzo in the background. It's perfect. Uh, she's a contemporary music artist. Good. It's all about being clever and genius and using things in new ways. Well, like, I sort of assumed survival was dependent on me being smart. Like, a little bit. Oh, uh, I might die. According to recent research, over a third of the UK population are already prepared and keep a bug out bag. No, they don't. That's bull. I don't believe that a third of people have a bug out bag in the UK. I reckon they've got like a tin of spaghetti in a bum bag and they leave it by the fire escape and that's it. Yeah. I think that's horse. 72 ass. hours worth of stuff. <laughs> two kins two tins of spaghetti in a tin, one of which has got hot dogs for <gasps> a treat. But you don't know which one's which. I once, I've definitely told this story before, I don't know if it's on the podcast, but I once had, uh, I used to like um, spaghetti hoops. Yes. I still sort of do. I still like spaghetti hoops, they're good. But the thing that did it for me was, I accidentally bought spaghetti, not spaghetti hoops. (laughs) And the logos are basically the same, and I'm an idiot. So I opened it up and was like, some bastard has been through here and cut up my hoops. (laughs) How did you get in the tin, and how did you do it up afterwards? <laughs> they've broken all of my hoops. <laughs> or they've just, like, shaken it up so all the hoops, like, unwrap or whatever. <laughs> Genuinely, my, fir- my first thought wasn't, oh, I screwed up my Sainsbury's order. My first thought was someone, someone has cyber-hacked <laughs> my tin of hoops. <laughs> oh, no, my hoops. My hoops. Number Key four. surgery on a Heinz tin. <laughs> just to ruin mess my, about with your hoops. Ruin my day. And they didn't taste as good. Oh. Number four. Use, italicised, your mobile phone. Uh, what are you going to use your phone for? I mean, Google this, it. Google what you could use your phone for. I mean, it depends on what... If we're talking nuclear apocalypse, maybe not everything's done. Maybe there's still stuff. Maybe there's still Wi-Fi. Maybe it's just... Croydon that's gone down. So you could Google it. Yeah, that's true. Have a look at the news. Because it dep- unless like the I guess it depends where all the internet info is hosted, really, doesn't it? Because uh, if it's all if the if it's wherever the nuclear bomb hit, or it's going to say, did you know sixty percent of people have already got s- snapshots of their closest disaster area go to zones? What? Is that like an advert? Is that the bit you're doing? That there's an advert? I know. Like how it said that there's already a bug out bag that a third of people keep. I see. Maybe everyone apart from us two have a little folder of emergency info on their phones. Like how to get to the Antarctica. <laughs> the Antarctica. I don't care. Arctic Circle. Whatever. Shut up. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Australia. <laughs> Look, shut up. I'm not going to go there. I don't need to know their ways. That's what I'm going to uh, say. Right, so you reckon people have got like a little folder on their phone, which is just what to do in an apocalypse. Yep. I mean, that's fair enough. 
Um, the one thing we all can't live without these days are mobile phones. True, can't live without them. Physically impossible. But if the civilization, if ah, civilization can't, so, so they're not much being used. GPS. Yeah, but what well, I mean, how would they six not be months much? of life in the satellites? Well, no. Okay, hang on. So. I'm I'm going to dispute the fact they wouldn't be much use at all because all the stuff like my data allowance that's all automated. There's no one pressing buttons to make sure that happens. There's only humans. If you have like an ongoing complaint for like three years or something that a bot can't fix, so I reckon everything would carry on in terms of your phone. I reckon we'd still have Wi-Fi. Phones. We'd still we still have phones. Like we might struggle to get a charge. But I reckon... It's supposed to be like when the power goes out and stuff for that. What, the power goes out at Google HQ or whatever? I reckon they've got backup generators. I reckon they'd be completely self-serving in the apocalypse. Same way that Richard Branson is uh, prepping for the legalization of cannabis with all of those tomato farms. I reckon Google are prepping for the actual apocalypse by doing something creepy and evil, probably. Virgin I mean, that's marijuana. Sound- what? Richard Branson getting into weed. Yeah. Because, like, so basically they have, like, a whole... This is going back a few years, so it might not be true, or it might not be true now, but what I heard was that they had a whole bunch of, like, tomato fields, and, like, within, like, a day they could swap them over to growing cannabis on, like, a huge scale so they could be, like, the first people to, like, market cannabis cigarettes in, like, a pack, just like you'd buy... 20 Benson Hedges for £400. Ah. Except it's weed, so it'll cost like tenner. And then he can get back to suing the NHS, like the prick that he is. Yeah. Um, and he wouldn't have to sell any of his islands. Screw you, Branson. Terrible man. And, and your, your pickle. And your Wi-Fi is awful. Um, so I dispute this whole thing, even though it's from National Geographic, but it is interesting that there's um, GPS is expected to work for at least six months after it doesn't really say what this is vague because it's for kids I guess I was about to say this is for children yeah and it's still smarter than us number five become a super scavenger it's got pictures of like solar panels that's the one that's the one not like the Hulk rummaging through the bins no Um, by super scavenger I wonder if it means just like try to plug a USB into a solar panel just plug it into the sun. You can plug it into the sun. Very long cable. Um, it could do, or it might just be like, hey, if you make use, womble, basically, be a womble. Yeah, womble it. Yeah, and that's also um, one of our suggestions for our hideout. Womble hole. A womble hole. Yeah. Um, the biggest key to surviving is learning how to scavenge and forage for the things you need. One like of the a best, womble. Like a womble. Um, one of the best things to get your hands on is a car battery and alternator. Use them to make simple windmill or water mill to recharge the battery. Yeah, fair enough. Scavenger solar panel can be used to charge your mobile phone. Told you. Womble. <laughs> and if you're in need of a compass, uh, an analog wristwatch will do good. Oh, right, okay, I suppose so. Oh, yeah, simply point the minute hands towards the sun and halfway between the number 12 will show... Wait, stop highlighting things whilst I'm trying to... Point the minute hand towards the sun and halfway between that number... And the number 12. 12. Wait, no. Point the minute hand towards the sun and halfway between the number 12 and the hour hand will show you where south is. 
Right. That really hurts my brain. Can we go over it once more? I don't have a watch. No. I could draw a watch. So you point the minute hand. So you point the minute hand to the sun. Yeah. And then you look at where the hour hand is. And then halfway between the hour hand and the 12... Is where south is. Is where south is. So opposite that is north. But the minutes change, though. Yeah, so does the sun. Not as fast as minutes. Right? Yeah, but that's why you move. You can move the watch. Yeah, but then that moves the whole watch. Yeah. But not massively so. If it's a minute, quite a lot, surely. I, yeah. We're bad at this. I'm going to trust it because it's National Geographic, but I'm skeptical because it's for kids. My brain doesn't work. And again, kids don't actually need to know how to survive because what they're going to do, read a blog. Number six, gather a useful gang. Um, like Wombles. Like the Wombles. Like the Wombles. Um, Did they have specific skills, the Wombles? Yes, one of them was a medic. Um, the other one was a tank. A tank. <laughs> the other was a sniper. Yeah, but the tank, a rogue. Yeah, the rogue. A clerk. A the bard. Rogue kept trying to be like a wizard. The the main DPS and the whole party were just like, no, just stand in the background and throw knives at them. And they had a bard, which did nothing. I miss playing D and D. I'll be honest. Um, useful game. I think that like. I know we're being somewhat sarcastic, but I actually think that's that's it. I think that yeah. everyone's got to have like a unique skill. Make sure that you've got a varied skill set. And yeah, uh, you might have imagined who you take with you during an apocalypse. Who'd be most useful? Or do you know anyone who owns an allotment? Can't take an allotment with you. Who has the skills to grow their own food? Oh, okay, I see. Uh, I was being critical too early on. Uh, or someone who's good with their hands, really? like a carpenter or metal worker, uh, or good at fixing things, like a car mechanic. These are people who will be most useful when you're trying to rebuild society. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, what about someone who likes fucking? That'll be good for building a society. Mm-hmm. People who like computer games, computer people. Oh, excuse me. People like computer programmers or astrobiologists, like the writer. Apparently, will probably have to learn a few more useful skills. Oh, burn, sick burn. Um, what about? A zombie apocalypse. That's number seven. I mean, they all kind of still stick with it, except you need to... I think the focus is on moving around a little bit. Well, it unless you can find a very secure thing and you don't go all Rick Grimes and start just blowing yourself up because you're a stupid head. Stupid head. Yeah, fair enough. Um... But yeah, get out of the city... Reliable foodstuffs... Or keep moving around, keep moving around quietly. Yes. A bike is good. I can imagine. Yeah, bikes would be great, actually. Uh, one of the safest locations during the zombie apocalypse, not that that's ever going to happen. Says you. Would be a prison. Season three, wasn't it? Walking Dead? The prison? Four? Four. Could be. Something I don't like remember. That. It's been so long. With the high walls and barbed wire fences, they're great at keeping people in, but of course, they're also great at keeping people out. Uh, not in America! I actually don't know who's got more well, overcrowded prisons, America or US. Um, fine. America. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay, that doesn't I think it's me. something like 1% of their population is in prison. Too many. Uh, find one with its own water supply and stockpile of food. Dig up the car parks, plant crops. Yeah, good point. And you've got an extremely safe refuge. 
The Big Bang Fair is a free running from Wednesday. So, oh, that's something we don't Yeah, I was just going to let you go through that. <laughs> well, let's well, see how long he gets promoting something that's probably already finished before he realizes what he's doing. Almost certainly. When was this published? Do we know? Uh, it was published. I don't know where I just looked behind me to see. No, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Does it say at the top? Never so we, we had. Uh, some fun facts about the apocalypse, which I think might be crap because it's list verse. Uh, we've got this September is preparedness month. Oh, this was it. Um, so I don't know if you <laughs> to saw to the scum to the scum. So this is the son um, who sucked. It's a hate-filled rag. Hate-filled rag. And I don't um, feel happy that we're even on this, but we're going to be mean about it, so I suppose that's okay. That's entirely the point. So this was actually a big thing. It was, like, trending on Twitter in America, like something to do with uh, Hurricane Dorian. Um, Wasn't that the one that uh, Trump said, oh, it's, go- it's going over here. And then yeah, they the went, Sharpie. no, it is. isn't. okay, I'm going to it over here. See, look, the graph, the graph clearly shows that it's going to attack this area. Sharpie. So this this happened recently in America when they were trying to talk about preparedness and like preparing for Hurricane Dorian, which is obviously like this big scary thing. I don't want to like play down the the tragedy and oh, yeah, scariness yeah. of it, obviously. Uh, but we're going to read the Sun now, um, <laughs> which is going to undermine that point. What was interesting in America when they were talking about grab and go backs? I don't know if this is the same exact image, but they were really heavily promoting. Oh, this is what you need to have. These are some of the resources. And all of these, um, like, resources to promote what you need, all of the advertising and stuff, I think were made by the people selling these at the actual rucksacks wow. to contain your grab-and-go stuff. Which is just... <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, I hate that, but that's really clever. If you're going to promote rucksacks, yeah. like, jump on the disaster bandwagon, I guess. Um, and then, so that... I don't know if it was a coincidence that now it's preparedness month because apparently September is preparedness month all the time. I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's it's this whole thing. Um, but basically, like, police have been promoting what you need for a grab-and-go bag. And the my initial thought was, well, what's going to go wrong in the UK? Like, obviously, politics is broken down. We don't need a grab-and-go bag. We need a how-to-smash-the-monarchy bag or how-to-smash-the-parliament bag, which is mostly just bricks and molotovs, I think, and balaclavas. (laughs) I don't know what they use in Hong Kong. Chainsaws, probably. Did the job, didn't it? (laughs) One. <laughs> ben doesn't read the news. I mean, I, I neither do I. I. I look at some bits of the news, and your take on the news is much. What? No, the Hong Kong protesters won. Yeah, they retracted the. Um, what was it? They were protesting the fact that Hong Kong was going to extradite uh, criminals to China, where yes. you can just get shoved in a murder van and disappear in China. So yeah. that's why people were protesting because Hong Kong is. I mean, it's not liberal, but compared to China, it's pretty good. Yeah. Hong Kong's the place to be. So they protested, and then they retracted that law. Oh, cool. They won. The protesters won, because protest works. Sorry, I was aware of this sort of stuff going on (laughs) in the news, but it was only enough that I was like, wait, huh? I knew that they were going on, and when when it was actually explained, I was like, wait extraditing so who's 
I, I'm agree one of these sides I'm agreeing with, but I, it's not been said if it's the protesters or not protesters that are doing the thing. It's one of these things. And then it like... was all for weeks and weeks. It was just riots continue. I'm like good. Yeah. Maybe I think. Yes. Um, it was one of those things where like it's a little bit like the the Brexit protests and like everything that's going on in uh, the UK at the moment. Like it's if you just sort of glance at it. It's really hard to know what's going on. If you want to know what's going on, there's a whole big rabbit hole there. That is hilarious. Speaking as a chaotic good, it's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's really, really fun to just watch everything fall apart. We don't even have a government right now. It's hilarious. We're all going to die. That's why we need a grab-and-go bag. Also, there's flooding. <laughs> <laughs> also floods, yes. which happen... Does it tend to flood around October, November? Yearly. Yearly, I think. Um, So here's what you need if it's going to flood. And I think you can replace this entire left side with local government actually doing something. Um, Because you having to, like, up and get out of your house and live in... Where you going to go? Like, you're used to having Netflix in it, so when your house starts flooding, like, none of this is going to replace Netflix. So, actually, what if local governments were funded to a point where they could avert national natural disasters like flooding? Just sandbags, really, innit? Just pop a little... Just pop a wall around Stick the rivers. Stick a big old wall. Lots of sandbags. We got sand up bit, into Chroma. Just, just a bit more of a up. Yeah, a bit more up around the edges. Uh, bevel. Um, Who's Bevel? That's my friend who owns sand. Last name, Lee. It's Beverly. Beverly. Ah. What? That's a name. <laughs> it is. Um, I'm really tired. Beverly. I'm really tired after my Hong Kong protest tirade. <laughs> I'm just constantly <laughs> really, really tired. took it out of me. Uh, that's what my presence does. Um, <laughs> so. His presence is NyQuil. <laughs> it's got a bow on it. Uh, right. So all of these things. Do radio still work? Isn't it all digital? Sure, he's still got analog somewhere. It's got no one knows how know. to use it, or maybe it would all kick in in some sort of disaster. I mean, no, analog's still got to be you know, BBC One, BBC Two. I've been to BBC studios, they're all on ground floors. No, I've been to one BBC studio and it's on a ground floor. I don't know. Okay, BBC Cambridge is just going to get washed away because it's on the ground floor, it's slightly raised up, uh, but then all the electrics are on the floor. Oh. Um, that's my fun fact about flooding in Cambridgeshire, which probably won't happen. Um, probably. Uh, you know, if you want to avoid a flood in Cambridge, you just take all the bikes out the river. And <laughs> <laughs> the water level will just plummet. <laughs> That's a joke that no one's going to get. So the thing in Cambridge is that everyone steals your bike because there's lots of bikes. And the bikes just tend to end up in the river. I know that doesn't seem funny, but it actually is. Oh, That's no, a good joke. Any picturesque little place, you could guarantee that whilst there's like, to every duck you see, there's probably about three BMXs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's like, if ducks were to learn to ride bikes, that would be adorable. Um, food and water, I guess that's fair enough. I don't know. Is a nut- Yeah, nutrition bar is probably the way to go. I thought that was like a packet of mayonnaise. Or like, you know, in hotels you get single biscuits and packets. Love those single biscuits. Yeah, man. That's wasteful. That's why the world's melting. 
because all the plastic. Whistle. Uh, I'd just shout in it. Wait, a ruined bit. Hey, you, have you seen that bit of Titanic? The bit with the whistle. Would well, no. What happens to the whistle? She can't. Kate Winslet or whoever it is can't shout ah. because she's taken too long murdering Leonardo DiCaprio. If she hollowed so she out, ha- so Leonardo- she has to use the whistle. If she hollowed out Leonardo DiCaprio, hear me out. He would weigh enough that she could carry him. You break a little bit of the door frame off, stick that in his nose, and it acts as a rudimentary reed. And you just blow through him. Um, if you spread his legs apart, it will project, and they'll hear it. You got a Leonardo DiCaprio whistle. It wouldn't be tuneful, but it would be loud. I don't think you can hollow out a human. We also have an emergency plan, especially not without tools, which is really great because. Oh yeah. I love that bit. That's just, just know what you're doing at all times. Carry a solution, and you'll never be in peril. Good yeah. job, the sun. Um, so yeah, that's the grab and go back. <laughs> um, and here's some tweets about preparedness that I don't want to bother looking oh, at. I was about to have such a good end. Were you? Yeah. So say the thing about the grab and go bag again. What do they say? Say, and that's the grab and go bag. And that's the grab-and-go bag. And that's a good time for us to grab and go. Bag. <laughs> like a meal deal. Yeah. Or a compost. That's I a grow was, bag. I was speaking to um, someone who works in the cafe around the corner from where I work. Oh, yeah. And she just says uh, she's from uh, Czech Republic. I've checked, it's still a republic. And she just said, I have a question. Right. I was like, okay. Meal deals. Right. What the fuck? Okay. And I can't help to I can't help but agree because I swear ten years ago meal deals weren't a thing. Sure. They just sort of happened almost overnight. Yeah, but neither were self service checkouts. Everyone decided But there was no build up to there was a build-up to self-service checkouts. There was no build-up to that? meal deals. There was just all of a sudden, overnight, everyone decided that a, a, a small wrap, a, back, yeah. a packet of hula hoops, and a Diet Coke yeah. was lunch. Yeah. And everyone decided that that was £3. It's and, good value, though, and isn't it? And it's apparently the best thing ever. It's pretty good. Everyone does it. I mean, I have a meal deal. No, I I forget that there are things. So when I get to the self service checkout and the robot tells me I've saved thirty pence, I'm like, what? Oh, because I bought a sandwich, a drink, and a little pack of pork chaps, cocktail sausages. Forgot the word for cocktail sausages. Pork chaps. <laughs> Close enough. Um, That's a type of trouser. Pork chaps. <laughs> what assless and frontless chaps? <laughs> yeah. Pork chaps. Um, they support you in no way. You got a. <laughs> It's like a bra for your testes. You've got to prevent droopage. Um, otherwise, you'll never be in porn. Um, what am I on about? Meal deal. <laughs> so bring it back. Um, yes. No, I like a meal deal. <laughs> Do you like a meal deal? That's one thing I'll miss in the apocalypse. Let, let us know in the comments. Do you like a meal deal? <laughs> I've got nowhere to go from that. Um, let's finish with one pack, one fact from the apocalypse. Right, keep scrap. Uh, stop. We'll be drinking beer inside. Well, we will. Well, help. Dog. Nothing's gonna change. Prepper. Yes. 
Um, oh, that's what we should have called this. If for some reason, the name for our live stream didn't come through, which is really annoying. It was supposed to be Dr. Prepper and... Um, what was your addendum? Pseudopocalypse. So, was that like soda apocalypse? Pseudo, as in sort of. Yeah. Apocalypse. Yeah. So yeah, Doctor Prepper. What's the worst that could happen? Would also have been a good name. That would have been great. I'll retroactively change that. But let's do. Yeah, make so that happen. This has been the Conversation at Podcast. Thank you for watching the live stream of the Conversation at Podcast. Live stream. Our second live stream. I think that was pretty good. It's. Uh, we've got through it. We certainly did. Uh, these are going to be monthly, we think. So what? what is it? The second Sunday of the month? Third Sunday of the month? I don't know. We'll sort that out because I've missed a big chunk of Pokemon Go's community day today because of this. Oh, thank you. I don't know what that means. I'm not a nerd. It means nerd. next time I will check the community day. Right. And make I mean, sure that I'm not doing this on one of those. Fair enough. Um, and... Yeah, this is also available as a podcast. If you're watching the live stream and you want to watch listen as a podcast, you can do that. I think we're on basically all podcast apps. Uh, Podbean, Spotify, Spotify Apple. Uh, yeah, I think basically all of them. I know there's a couple that we're not on, but I think that's just because they're literally not available in the UK. Ah, Good screaming. Um, if you're listening as a podcast, you can go and watch this on YouTube. Uh, if you search Conversation at Podcast on YouTube, you will find the live stream, which is almost exactly like the podcast you just heard. Probably be a little bit longer. And there will also and there'll be, be pictures of us. We'll be there with you in in, several, the, in your room. Several dimensions. With you or in your ears, but with yeah. your face as well. We'll be there with pictures. Moving pictures. You can see... Uh, Ben in his Hank top and assless chaps. And you can see Liam in his pork chaps and assless top. Aren't all tops assless? We'll talk about sexual positions Only when I'm not wearing them. What? I'm an ass. What button do I press to make this stop? You can press (laughs) button... Oh, heck, good question. Nine? Nine. Thanks and bye. Bye! Nine? No, no, no. you got to press it physically. Physically. Still outro. Outro. Still outro. That's his. Ben wanted to come back and explain that he pressed the wrong button. I wanted to press all the buttons to see what would happen, but, but I didn't know that you wouldn't hear. Something stupid does happen. Yeah, no, it cuts out the audio when you do that. I happened. I was the stupid thing. Goodbye! Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Conversation Hat podcast. I'm assuming you listened to the very end because that's how much you enjoy the show, which is great. Thanks. We chose to put all the adverts and stuff at the very end of the show because, honestly, we think it's a bit much having to hear five minutes of advert before you get into the actual content of a podcast, as is the trend with a lot of other shows. I mean, I understand why, but it's just not for us. Also, the people still listening are actually way more likely to want to help us advance and develop the show, so that's what I'm going to talk about right now. The most direct way you can support the Conversation Hat podcast is to find us on Patreon and sign up to our monthly subscription program. The support tiers range from $1 up to pretty much whatever you want with various bits of merchandise and other things available depending on how much money you're able to send our way every month. Any level of support grants you access to our podcast a week before anyone else. So if you think this show is worth $1 every month, which personally I definitely do, then head over to Patreon dot com forward slash conversation hat that's patreon dot com forward slash conversation hat 
If you'd like to support us but genuinely can't afford a dollar every month, then you can leave us a positive review on whatever podcast app you're listening to at the moment. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram or like our Facebook page, and each of those has a different way to submit questions to the show as well. That's all from me, so thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Cheers! Cheers!